Can you count my fingers? How many fingers do I have? Can you say hot marriage, cool parents? Good job. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. So happy to have you here with us today and so excited because we have Jade and Tanner from The Bachelor World, Bachelor in Paradise is where they met, coming on later to talk. You know, this week is Infertility Awareness Week and they recently shared about suffering a miscarriage. You know, this is something that they suffered from way back when they actually were shooting the show Bachelor in Paradise. So they kept it private for a really long time. And I think that it's important for women to hear their story because I think that, you know, I had just announced my pregnancy with Jonathan and then lost him. So I had no choice but to be very public about it. But had I not already been like out there in the world, I don't know if I would have been so public about it. And the reason being is that, you know, it's just something that isn't talked about. There's like a stigma associated with sharing it. And so I think the amount of courage that it must have taken for Jade to share this and Tanner too, for them to be able to share this years later, it's just very courageous of them. And I also think that there are probably people listening to this right now. So like maybe you or a friend who suffered from something like this and never was able to share it. And so you never really were able to grieve with anyone other than maybe your spouse or even just by yourself. And that's just heartbreaking to me. So I really wanted to talk to her about how she dealt with this type of a pain all by herself, really. Like, I mean, it was just the two of them that knew about it. So we'll talk all about that. But first, like I said, every single podcast is that I genuinely love getting to know you guys. Oh, and if you're wondering where Doug is, he's putting the baby down right now. So we record these podcasts because we genuinely want want to connect with you and you know we're trying to figure out a good time to do this because Doug works during the day then he comes home and we want to spend time with our daughter together and so we do it usually while she's sleeping but that doesn't always turn out so good so right now he's putting her down and we're getting ready for Jade and Tanner to come on so I'll just do this part and then Doug will bop in so what I was saying is that we genuinely love getting to know you guys and Emily Graham, 2782, you recently DM'd me and you said, Jamie, how do you feel about the senator that made the comment of nurses sit around playing cards? I'm sorry, I'm not a nurse, but that comment infuriates me. I have such respect for nurses and to say they sit around and play cards and that is the reason mistakes are made is absolutely ridiculous. She obviously has no clue what nurses do. I also want to say that a nurse in labor and delivery saved my life because she recognized some signs of internal bleeding that I had after delivering my son and pushed my doctors to run the tests. I couldn't thank her enough and thank you for everything you do as a nurse. Okay, so I actually do not pay attention to politics. I try really hard to just like fill my life with positive energy and positive vibes. You know, we're trying to have another baby right now. And so I I really believe that that type of thing, you have to keep positive energies flowing. So when I saw this message, well, first of all, I'm a nurse working in labor and delivery. So, you know, I, I took to it and then I researched a little bit. I'm like, what senator said what? And so I immediately go and research what did the senator say about nurses sitting around playing cards? And there's a blog written about it. It's called First Beyond the First. And And oh my God, I literally cried reading this blog. So basically a Washington state Senator Maureen Walsh proclaimed that nurses in smaller hospitals probably played cards for a considerable amount of the day. And, you know, first and foremost, I have been a nurse in a small hospital and there is zero time to play cards. Let me tell you that right now. But let me just continue on with this blog because it's really, really 
made me cry. So it was first beyond the first. And then the author of this blog goes on to say, I was seven months pregnant with my first child when my husband was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. We were blindsided by the diagnosis, let alone the late stage and even the detrimental words terminal. We live very rural, a small lake town that thrives off of tourism in our service industry businesses. And I have to tell you, Senator Walsh was right. Those chemotherapy infusion nurses, those post-surgery seventh floor angels, those pain control specialty oncology nurses, they did play cards. And then she goes on to say that they played the cards of who's going to help her. You know, she's about to pop with a brand new baby, but her husband is on his deathbed. Who's going to help her while she's grieving? Who's going to help him with the infection that he's getting? You know, just like all the different cards that nurses have to play all the time. Like what card they're going to play first, because there's so many different things that they have to do day in and day out. And even, you know, playing the cards doesn't end when their shift is up at the hospital. They go home and then they have to try to put those cards aside so that they can play the card of being mom, wife, you know, daughter. And it just really, I don't know, it really struck a chord in me. And so I just wanted to share about that. I don't know if any of you listening are nurses or if you have ever had one of your loved ones in the hospital and cared by a nurse, but the last thing we do as nurses is play cards. Okay. At least not the cards that that Senator Maureen Walsh is talking about. But if you guys want to check out this blog, I literally just stumbled upon it. Her name is Christina Smith and she's a widow mother, special education administrator, colorectal cancer advocate. And she's the author of what I wasn't expecting when I was expecting a grieving widow's memoir. Oh my gosh. I seriously want to buy her book. Okay, back to the podcast. (laughs) But thank you, Emily Graham, for bringing that to my attention because as a nurse, I will forever, I guess, shine light on the fact that nurses are the hardest working people I've ever, ever, ever met. I mean, especially nighttime nurses. They literally have to stay awake and stay on while everybody else is sleeping snuggled up in their bed. It's a shame that anyone would say anything like they're just sitting around playing cards because that couldn't be further from the truth. I don't care if it's a big city hospital that's busy all night or if it's a smaller rural hospital that doesn't expect the next patient that walks in. No nurse is ever just sitting around playing cards. I mean, I can remember so many times I would literally be typing my notes while watching a chart, you know, trying to eat a little bite because there was like zero time to even step out for a dinner, let alone sit down on the toilet to relieve myself. So yeah, being a nurse is not an easy task. And Maureen Walsh clearly has never been a nurse, unfortunately. (laughs) But I'm here to tell you, it is not easy. Doug is just about done putting Henley down and we will get Jade and Tanner on as soon as Doug is done putting that baby down to sleep. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Hot Marriage Cool Parents are so excited to have you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. First things first, if someone's living under a rock and they don't know who Jade and Tanner are, can you explain (laughs) who you guys are and how you met? Tanner and I, we were both on The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. And then we met on Bachelor in Paradise too. Yeah, it just seems like forever ago. It really was. It was almost four years ago. Wow. And yeah, it's gone so fast. And then we got married seven months later. And then now we're just living the life, I guess, right? Yeah, we moved on bachelor time. Seven months is you know pretty fast for most of us. Maybe not you guys, but yeah. now but <laughs> you guys did it the old fashioned way, you got to know each other first and yeah. 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 Way yeah, way different than you. Yeah, way different. <laughs> Before we really get into all your time on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, since it's Infant Loss Awareness Week, we wanted to spend some time talking to you guys about your loss that you've recently talked about on YouTube. 
I know you guys went through a really hard time. Well, not only did you seem to fall in love very fast and connect really quickly, but you went through something that was so personal and so such a difficult thing to go through when you first are in a relationship, let alone getting to know someone, let alone being on national television. So your story just like really touched my heart because, you know, we've gone through a loss ourselves, And so I think when you feel... I feel like I'm going to cry. It's okay. I, I don't know. I feel it's emotional every time someone talks about it too. So yeah. Okay. You know, especially when you're able to connect with someone who's gone through something so heartbreaking and you yeah. realize that you're not alone and that, I mean, this is the saddest thing is that so many women go through this loss, but none of us ever talk about it. And it's just heartbreaking. So I guess I just wanted to take a step back and kind of hear from your perspective, what happened for the two of you during that time? Yeah. And, you know, you kept it very private. I'm I can only imagine why. I mean, the whole world's staring at you, but you kept it very private at first. And so how on earth did you help yourself cope with that? Because I think that there are people listening right now who may have gone through a loss recently or might in the future and for whatever reason don't want to be public about it. How can they cope with that? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because a lot of the stuff that I've talked about that we went through. So um, we only had sex once when we were in paradise and we got pregnant. And once is all thanks. Yeah. And we found out I hadn't moved in yet. I was You were visiting though. I was thinking about moving in and we found out we were pregnant. And it was just like such a shock, I think. And there was just so much going on in our lives that we were like, holy cow, how do we even for one deal with being pregnant? We barely know each other and obviously we love each other, but what does this mean for our future? Are we able are we ready to have a family? So it was such an unplanned thing. And then by the time I think we were like, okay with it, now I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) Um, And then we lost the baby. And I just think it was just like really just so much that we really didn't even know how how to navigate it at the time. And we didn't talk about it enough. And it did bring us together because we got through it, but we kind of just pushed it under the rug and kind of just acted like everything was okay. And then we got pregnant with Emmy like a year and a half later. And I didn't really think about it a lot then until I had her and realized how amazing it is. Sorry, I can't reach it over. <laughs> that's okay, babe. I mean, that's those are normal tears to have, but I'll talk from a guy's perspective real quick. It was so quick and it almost didn't even feel real to me. I didn't feel anything going on in my body. So like I was just trying to be there for her and help however she needed that I didn't even fully register that hey, a baby is coming because I was just trying to like do whatever Jade needed. I didn't even feel the loss until like way later. Like honestly, until we we talked about it again. I mean, like every once in a while, if Tanner and I were in the car together and I was thinking about the baby because as moms, we do all the time. I would ask him, you know, like, do you ever think about the baby or do you think about like missing it or what it would be like if it was here? And obviously I know we wouldn't have Emerson without what we went through. And that's a blessing. But with this pregnancy, because I'm now 23 weeks pregnant, this pregnancy has just brought up all the feelings for me. And so now I just feel like I'm I'm just now coping. I'm just now dealing with the grief because it really was so shoved down inside me for so long. And yeah, so it's the first time I've cried about it too, honestly. Yeah. So it's actually been really great for us that we came out publicly with it because it kind of ripped off this band-aid and this Thing in our relationship that we needed to address and i feel like it's actually very healthy for us but i also feel like the message of if you're going through this you don't have to share with anybody you know if you if you're not ready because i didn't know i was ready until i was ready 
And so now I'm dealing with it four years later. <laughs> so it's just crazy. The grief really doesn't have any kind of timing. Would you say that in the beginning, then you kind of just, in order to cope, it was almost like you pushed it down and ignored it? What kind of advice would you give to someone who doesn't have the confidence or the capability even, or whatever it might be, maybe even like the support on the other side? You know what I mean? I think it's really scary to talk about something like this, knowing that maybe your family's not going to be very supportive or whatever the fear yeah. may be. What would your best advice be for someone who doesn't have anyone to talk to, basically? How could they cope? I would say communities. I mean, there's a lot of, even on Instagram, there's a lot of great Instagram accounts that you can just go and just reading other people's stories can mm -hmm. just be very healing for you too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of places where you can go and be anonymous. And mm -hmm. I feel like just getting that part of your soul out, maybe will just help you. I think um, that's great advice. Yeah. I feel like community and just women coming together with women is something that just that one thing that someone can say that you go, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one can be so powerful. A hundred percent. I didn't, I didn't realize how many people were out there that actually have gone through this until we kind of addressed it publicly where it became a thing. And then everybody started sharing your stories and Tanner, I, I had no idea how to cope. I didn't know what to do, what to say. I mean, it's not something that you prepare for by any means, but it wasn't until I started to read people's messaging and people would reach out and share their story where it was just like, this is a thing. And that was how I sort of grieved and got over it. But I, I think being able to just keep it in the conversation and just remembering, you know, that this was a baby, it was a person that's there. And, you know, yeah, it's a difficult subject because there's no right or wrong way to bring it up. But I always say that if you're not ready, then you don't necessarily have to bring it up. Yeah. Like you said. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's healthy to talk about it sometime, but when that time is, it's totally up to you. And I like yeah. the idea that you said, Jade, you can be anonymous. You don't have to say who you are, yeah. you know, if that's not for you. So, yeah, because I feel like for me, one of the reasons why I kept it so private was I felt ashamed and we have this public presence and I was just so very aware of everybody, just like the attention maybe, like I didn't want people to pity us or anything like that. I didn't realize I needed to talk about it. So even if you're anonymous or even if you just go to your therapist, and that's the only person you tell, you know, that's okay. Or just a best friend or anybody you trust. I feel like holding it inside, which is totally my coping mechanism, <laughs> but it's not healthy. <laughs> it just helps. It just helps to just get it out there because it matters. And I, even if you don't think it matters, it matters. Mm -hmm. Did you guys <laughs> tell your parents too? Uh, no. Of you? No. The beginning, no. We didn't tell anybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't even know how to have that conversation. And it's like kind of awkward. Hey, talk to you in a while and right. <laughs> you know and it's something that I just like I said I didn't want anybody's pity because I felt like it was going to intensify everything or, or maybe pity is not the right word but just I don't want to burden them and so maybe that's what it was I didn't want them to feel sad for something that we didn't know how we really quite felt yet and I don't know it was just very hard they know now and my parents and Tanner's parents have been super awesome through this since we've talked about it. Yeah. And I think though, having a baby just brings the most joy that you could ever imagine out. And 
I don't know. It, it's just been so much fun and it, it, it makes you appreciate just this human being that's inside of you. And then, you know, once they come out, it's like you want to cherish every single moment. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that your story and exactly how you feel is exactly what happens to other couples as well, you know? So like maybe they haven't talked to their parents or their whoever, you know, and then they just don't. This is a strange thing is that the reason why it's so strange and uncomfortable to bring up and talk about is because no one ever talks about it. So like, I think just us having this conversation conversation right now is helpful maybe to other people to realize that it's not as scary to talk about and it's not a burden to others. You know, honestly, I'm sure your parents were probably both like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have been there for you to love you and support you, you know? And even when they don't know the right words to say, I feel like just knowing that they love you and care for you, that's what they would want to do for you. And it's not a burden. So if you're listening to this and you, you know, you're going through a hard time yourself, I'm sure Jade would agree. Like don't ever feel like you're a burden and reach out for help and support if or something that you want because it's a tough situation. It's so incredibly difficult and it's painful to shove it down under. Let's backtrack. So Tanner, what season were you on? I was on Caitlin's season. Oh. We, well, we, we actually had two bachelorettes technically. We, were, we had two okay. on night one and we had to vote one off, but Caitlin was the one that won. Did you vote Caitlin? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I was not team Brit. No. <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to Brit. No, I don't, you don't hear about her much She's anymore. She's married. Yeah, she got married, but... Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but on the limo entrances, they had like Caitlin and Britt are standing outside and Tanner brought out tissues for Britt because she was like the crier, one of our criers (laughs) in our season. And he like handed her some tissues. So he like immediately dissed her. So if she had been the bachelorette, you would have said no chance. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, the whole reality thing is so bizarre to some people. I mean, well, it was for me until I got on Married at First Sight. But what are you talking about? You love Caitlyn. He actually the, loved Caitlyn yeah, so but, much. But that was the first time that I ever watched The Bachelor. People at my it. wedding knew that she was on The Bachelor. They recognized her right away. Oh, yeah. And then the first thing I found out was she had the most awkward moment on Bachelor history. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, you do, Tanner? Oh, oh yeah. I watched in that moment. You know, that, that stuck with me. So. I may or may not be blushing right now. So proud of her. (laughs) So proud of her. I'm glad I know that now and not the other day when we met because I probably would have been so embarrassed. Hey, you made a bold move though. Like, good for you. Yeah, you, you remember. Well, that's it. I mean, I'm yeah. definitely memorable. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> okay, but Jade, how about for you? Who was your bachelor? So Chris Souls was the bachelor for my season. And he was like a farmer from Iowa. And I feel like that's why I got cast because I was from Nebraska. <laughs> They're like, oh, this girl's gonna like a Midwestern farmer guy, you know? But he made it pretty far. Yeah, I made it to fourth place. I went home right before the fantasy suites. Thank God. I know, right? That would be a little weird. I think that would would have like made our relationship a little bit different. Well, because I'm kind of friends with Chris. Oh, you are? Yeah. So it would have been kind of like a weird, unspoken thing. Because before then, you don't really know The Bachelor that well, and you're not in like a private situation. So really, all you've done is made out. But those people get like, one-on-one no camera time and they always say that's where all the magic happens so <laughs> it's just nice that there's not that awkwardness that we never have had to address in our relationship yeah, <laughs> yeah that's now, really nice do you get a prize or anything for fourth place is there any takeaway no, send you home with? no. no. maybe was- a spot on bachelor in paradise which could True. lead to like your future spouse because it worked for you guys Oh, yeah. I mean, at the time that we were on, Paradise had only had one season, and it was kind of this thing that everybody, they thought was kind of taboo and that you shouldn't do. And they're like, oh, it's kind of 
skanky or trashy and nobody wanted to do the show back then and now like people are like, drooling for that show oh, yeah. like, if i make it to ninth place maybe i'll get a position on bachelor in paradise you know it's so different yeah, because I feel like you guys really laid the groundwork for that, though, because you're the first successful couple on Bachelor in Paradise. You have a yeah. beautiful daughter and you have a great relationship. And also, like, you have millions of followers. So now they're like, wait a minute, let me do what Jay did. I just want to get to fourth place. I'm not trying to get the Bachelor. I just want to get to fourth place and go find my Tanner. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost more fun to go on to Paradise rather than like win the main show. I feel bad for some of the leads and, and their winners. Just because they don't get to experience paradise, honestly. Okay, I want to hear this because I actually haven't watched an episode of Bachelor in Paradise, but all my friends... Unbelievable. Mostly because I'm still feeling shamed from my awkward kiss. I like <laughs> almost want to like separate myself from The Bachelor because I don't want to remember <laughs> that awkward coming on to... You had an awkward wedding. I mean, that's true. But then let's go on. Let's move on. But no, everybody says Bachelor in Paradise is kind of like the better show to watch now. People absolutely fell in love with your season. And then from there, they were hooked on watching it every single season. I know we're biased, but we definitely love Bachelor in Paradise better. There's so many different options. You never know who's going to connect with who. And it's so much more relaxed. We agree. We love that show. Yeah, it's way more fun to film, too, just yeah. because you don't have the pressure. Like, you know, Jamie, when, when it's your time with the lead, there's like six cameras on you and like you are the storyline of that's happening right now. Paradise is like 10 things going on. You can kind of hide a little bit more. So it's much more relaxed. There's more options too though, right? And yeah. The setup is- You're not like cornered into thinking that this one person is the one for you <laughs> and you have to fall in love and get their attention and win them over. Yeah. Right. And I think that's almost why there's a higher success rate from Paradise because you do become almost brainwashed on the main show because- Everyone like keeps telling you, hey, you have to like this person. They're so amazing. <laughs> We're in paradise going to a bar on the beach and like you have your pick from anyone you see. And it's a little bit more real life. Yeah. That's... Now, did, did you guys know each other from watching the show? Well, Tanner had seen Chris's season because it had aired before we started filming. But Caitlin's season, only two episodes had aired before we left for filming. So I'd only seen the limos. I think there was one other episode that aired. And so I didn't really know who Tanner was from that, but he used to always go on my Twitter and like every single one of my tweets. And so I was like, okay, I see you. I yeah, see you, know, you. you know, letting her know I'm there without being too creepy. Right. <laughs> I think that was the right play. So wait, Tanner, going into Bachelor in Paradise, you definitely had your eye on Jade. Did you guys know who was going to be there before you guys show up? We had a pretty good idea. We didn't know like 100%, but everyone, everyone talks in the whole Bachelor world. So we had an idea that, at least like 90% sure that Jade was going to be there. I didn't know she was going to be there day one necessarily, but I knew that she was going to be coming like at some point. Were you like eye on the prize? Like she was the girl straight from the yeah. get-go? Yeah, and I told her that the first night too. I was like, hey, it's, it's not going to work with you. I just wasn't really into any of the other girls there. I figured I'd put all my eggs in her basket and see what happened. <laughs> yeah, we actually had our first kiss the first night, but they didn't air it because um... they were trying to create tension that Maybe like I was going to ask Jared on a date and I was going to freak out Ashley Iconetti. And so they didn't show our first kiss, but he did. He was super drunk though. Everybody was wasted that first <laughs> day because mm -hmm. you're nervous. You drink all day and then you have all night. And he was stumbling over to the beach and I was like, oh gosh, here he comes. But I was like really excited. And then he sat me down and very cute and nervous. And he was like, I'm just here to get to know you. And I could tell you were so nervous. So I kind of did the first little lean in. I was like, okay, I can tell he wants to kiss me. So I gave him the go. And then he leaned in and kissed me. Good but, for you. How aw. long did it take you guys to get to second base? 
Oh gosh! What's the second movie? Yeah, yeah. Because with Jamie, it was three days. Yeah, I feel like about about the same time frame. Yeah, not a competition, but two and a half days. I think the third day, by the third night, we were sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, yeah. Didn't a lot of the guys want you, Jade? I've heard that every guy was like, "Ooh, Jade." (laughs) You were competition, Tanner. Yeah, that first week. It honestly felt like at least 75% of the guys there were all going for Jade. And then after like that first week, they kind of realized that me and her had a pretty like strong first connection. And I started becoming buddies with all of them. So it kind of like, we kind of saw the writing on the wall and they're like, all right, we'll, we'll back off and we'll go do something else. <laughs> but those first few days, it was definitely a little bit more yeah, up was, in the air. At least the first night, maybe the second day, mm-hmm. there was still a lot of guys trying to like talk to me or whatever, but our season was different in a lot of ways too, where everybody coupled up really fast and nobody really switched around. And now I feel like everybody does like switcheroos and it was almost like looked down upon, I feel like on our season. So everybody's like, Oh no, I'm with this person. I'm not going to go on a date with you where it's so different now. So do they try to switch the couples up? Is that kind of the dynamic of how it yeah, works? I think they liked to see that just because yeah. that's a more of an interesting storyline. So I think they, well, I mean, as a as a viewer, I like to see. Yeah, that. me too. But I think the producers might. <laughs> they don't. They don't force you to do anything, but right. they make it easy. The first three days, producers were still like trying to get me to take Jared on a date. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, um, then and then Tanner, where are you from? Kansas City. That's where okay. I was living. So after the show, did you decide on where you guys were going to move and get together? Because it seemed like you were very, very serious towards the end of the show and. It was going to be. Yeah, yeah. And that was the second half of Paradise when things started to get more real for us. I mean, we had lots of long, hard talks about that because I was pretty well rooted in Kansas City with my job and I had never lived anywhere else. And Jade was a little bit more mobile. Flying by the seat of yeah. his hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty, pretty much said, hey, if this is going to work, I need you to come to Kansas City at least for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And she did. Yeah. So at that point, I was living in LA and. I just was looking maybe to move anyways. Carly and I had talked about moving together to Nashville. She was living in Dallas and I was living in LA. So we're like, well, let's just move to Nashville and just like have fun. And and then I met Tanner. So I lived in Nashville for maybe eight weeks. And then I moved to Kansas City because I was going down there every weekend. And we moved in very quickly together. I think that's a good thing when you know, you know, and we're not one to judge on that anyways, because we got married the way we did, you know, yeah. that's just the way it is. But to just transition now and to talk about your pregnancy now, which is so exciting. And I'm sure it's always a little bittersweet, at least for me, it always made me think about at this stage of pregnancy, I would be, you know, it just brings back like the first pregnancy with a loss. And so, but I feel like now you're 23 weeks. So you're well into your pregnancy, which by the way, I saw on your Instagram story that you felt like you might be having Braxton Hicks. Are you okay? Oh yeah. No, I'm definitely having some Braxton Hicks. She's been much more like worried this time around, I feel like. Yeah, I've definitely been worried, but physically the last couple of days I've just been feeling like a lot of contraction feelings, which I know are just the Braxton Hicks. I don't think there's anything to necessarily worry about, but I just need to slow down. I'm just like crazy busy and stressed a lot. And so I just need to relax and I've been trying to drink more water and everything, but we did see the baby yesterday and he's fine. And he has a little bit of fluid in, in one of his kidneys, but I guess it's super, super common for boys. And so they'll check on that in a little bit again. But 
He's super cute. Yeah, I saw his little picture on your Instagram. He is really cute. Do you guys have any names picked out? We have three front runners, anyways. That yeah. they're not necessarily 100% going to be one of those three, but I'd say it's pretty likely that one of those three will end up being it. But I think we're going to wait until he comes out. I want to see his actual face, not just the ultrasound face. Yeah. With Emerson, we pretty much had her name picked out right yeah. away. But the boy names have been so much harder for us. And every time I like a name and I send it over, he's like, no. She likes the weirdest shit. Tell us some names. Like, what do you like, Jade? Oh my gosh. So, which I'm not on this train as much anymore, but I was hardcore on the train for Elton, like Elton John. And I love that name. And Tanner hated it. So like we're not like, naming a song for Elton John. Oh, we're not naming him after Elton John. Well, I just think Elton Tober is a really cool name. And that. <laughs> so then I was just joking even more. So every time I would like rub my belly, I'd be like, Elton is moving, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. But he definitely vetoed that one. I got to be honest, I'm with Tanner on this one. I'm not <laughs> a big fan of Alton, <laughs> but it's not my baby, so. They <laughs> slammed the door shut on Elton. Yeah, one day we were in the car and I put Elton John on my Spotify and I was just playing all the songs. I was like, Vinny and the Jazz. I was like, you're just going to have to listen to this, Tanner, and get used to it. Yeah, yeah. But no, we're not naming him that. Okay, so right. Tanner, what's one of your favorite names that Jade doesn't like? Um, I liked Grady, but she hated Grady. Grady? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm with Jade on that one too, though. I don't know about Grady. It sounds like gravy, but I mean, I feel bad if someone else has named their kid Grady. I've never heard of that name. Have you heard of that? One of my favorite baseball players when I was growing up was named it, and I just always liked it for some reason. But that's not happening either. So we both have terrible choice separately and boy names, but maybe together we'll pick a good one. My cousin's middle name is Grady. Is it Brady or Grady? No, with a G. Oh, Grady. I like Brady with a B. Yeah. Maybe because that's yeah. more common. Grady. Yeah. I think it's super Southern. I think it's old Southern. No, I, I think you'll like whatever we picked up. We, we have three, I think, good names in, in the clubhouse right now. A bunch of Bachelor fans want us to name him Harrison, which I actually really like that, but Tanner's not on board with that either. I don't want to be those people. No, but no. it would be Emerson and then Harrison. I think it's cute that they're like yeah. S-O-N names. But, but you know that Chris then is going to take, Chris Harrison's going to take all the credit for that name. <laughs> oh, we will, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the point. But I mean, I, I think it's kind of, that would be Bachelor yeah. history making. I maybe, like, maybe middle name, but not first. I like Harry and Emmy, but he doesn't like the name Harry, though. No. So. Well, because I'm, I'm a Harry guy. So I don't want a hairy son. He literally thinks hairy. That's why. That's just that's think ass, of a literal, literal that's hair. Ass trouble. Yeah, he thinks of hair. <laughs> that's really funny. Okay, that's so give ass. us give us a couple names that you do like. Are you guys being private okay. about your top three? You can be private. Yeah, I think we're gonna be private in the top some, three. I have some names that I yeah, like so that we're not using. Yeah, let me look on the phone. Write a list. Yeah. Oh, I like Holden. Holden. My mom has always loved that name. There was a guy named Holden on As the World Turns. It was a soap opera that she used to watch, and she was always obsessed with that name. I liked Carter, Owen, Lance, Connor, Case. These are all over the map, these names. Landon, Blake. And I really don't like any of those except Landon. (laughs) I think we have three good ones, though. I mean, we'll find out in August if you like them, Jamie. But I think think you'll be pleased with our... uh, Honestly, I think it's wise probably to not share the name ahead of time we did as well with our daughter because we had the name bright and early but like people it's like whatever their opinions are does not even matter like this is your baby and once they see the baby and then they know the name inevitably they love the name because they see the cute little baby but it's nutty how people 
will judge you and your baby's name. Oh, like, yeah. It's nutty. Like if you yeah. came and named your kid Ellen Grady, <laughs> I'm sure I would love that name. Ellen Grady Tolbert, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Once there's a once there's a baby face attached to it, it's all going to be fine. So I think it's smart to wait till the baby's here because then everyone's just going to love the baby so much that they're automatically going to love the name. That's it. And if they don't love the name, that's on them. But that's it. That's not their baby. But yeah. until then, I'm going to name him Elton Grady Harrison Tolbert. Yeah, that's his name. Until then. <laughs> okay, so. Now that you guys are pregnant, okay, we did throw out on the Hot Marriage Cool Parents Instagram any questions that our followers wanted to ask you guys. Okay, and so one of our followers, Mrs. Courtney McDonough, she asked, why did you move to LA? Honestly, Instagram is the short answer. If you follow us, you'll see that we do a fair share of like ads and all that. And it became such like a full-time thing that we are doing so many like Instagram type work events that we had to fly out to like LA so often. And I was trying to work my job back home, which was like 55 hours a week and at, the car, at the car dealership. And I just got burned out, to be honest. I said, I, I can't work 55 hours a week and then do another 20 hours of social media stuff. Yeah, I'm going to go crazy. So I, I decided to quit my job. and We're, we're going to try to ride this out for the next few years. And it's just great timing because it allows me to be home with Emmy and spend some good family time when our kids are young. Obviously, I know it's not going to last forever. The fact that I quit my job, we're like, well, we don't need to be in Kansas City anymore. I may as well go somewhere where the weather's nice. And like, yeah. Huh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't live in LA. We live down in Orange County. So we are out of kind of like the craziness, at least. I don't think you could do LA. And so... We just love the area. And we said, yeah. hey, neither of us are attached right now. Let's just do it. We actually live like 10 minutes from where we got married. Yeah. You so did? Yeah, so it's kind of come full circle. So it's really cool. And he loves the beach. And this has been a really nice change of pace, I think, for us. Um, so you guys are really happy with the move then? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think so. we regret it. And I guess the only thing is my parents are still in Nebraska. And so we don't see them as often. But And your dad, I guess, is in Kansas City. Yeah. But Tanner's mom moved out here two or three months after we did. So we have one grandma, at least, out here. She's watching Emmy right now. That's awesome. That's, yeah. And then slowly the rest will come. Honestly, Tanner, I want to like get Doug on your bandwagon and be like, maybe you can quit your job. We'll all move to LA or California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, like it's one of those things that if you have the opportunity while your kids are young, I say do it. Yeah. Um, it, it was hard for me because I had, I needed that structure in my, in my life. I went back to work the day I got back from Bachelorette in Paradise. But when you really step back to look at like what's important in life, you're like, hey, I've got this chance. I waste it. You know, like I can always go back to work. I may never get a chance to be there every day with, with our kid before they go to school. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I just, just did it. That's amazing. So yeah, do it, Doug. Follow Tanner's footsteps. Make it happen, Doug. <laughs> I, that's what I always found fascinating about The Bachelor, and especially your season, Jade, was you go out on all these extravagant vacations, and then when you get back to real life, let's go live on a farm in Iowa. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. Everybody, it was funny because when we went to Iowa, he lived literally in the middle of nowhere. Oh, we saw that, yeah. I mean, there was like no open businesses, and everybody was, <laughs> there was girls that were like, I would live here, and everyone else was like, you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Real fast for both of you. This is a question I wanted to ask you earlier and I didn't get a chance to. When you were there, did you genuinely feel like Chris could be the one at all? I always say it like this because I think he's a nice guy. Tanner and I actually both really like him. There was a connection and I do think it was more of a friend connection, but there was something there that I was like, okay, there's definitely natural chemistry here. And I always say that if I had just met him in real life in a bar, 
and he had come up to me and like talked to me and had offered to buy me a drink, I would have said yes. I would have entertained it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't like some of the girls that were like, for sure, he's the one. I want to marry him. You know, I'm in love with him. I remember the producers always trying to get me to like say the L word. And it was just never natural for me. So I just feel like he's a nice guy and he's cool, but it was never like that for me. Gotcha. Tanner, how about you for Caitlin? I mean, there was like an initial like attraction. I think she's pretty and she's like fun, but that was it. I mean, there was nothing deep between me and her at all. I knew from literally the second day that I was not going to be winning this thing. Um, so I just sat around for about seven weeks and hey. met some buddies and got to travel. And, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Going back now, if if I had any advice for anyone going on The Bachelor, I would be like, literally, just have fun. Like, I was so serious. I don't know. Like, I was, I was serious yeah. about it. <laughs> I was so serious about it, and I was like, almost like letting them brainwash me. Like, he's got to be so amazing. I like your take, Tanner. Like, you knew day two, whatever day one, it wasn't gonna work out. So just have fun. And I mean, you're gonna go on all these awesome trips and meet yeah. like other cool people that you're living in the same house with. That's the way to do it. Like, just go have fun. Tanner, if Chris walked up to you in a bar and bought you a drink, <laughs> would you then fall in love? We'd be married now. Yeah. Yeah. So there would be no Evie. And there would be no second Evie. And we would yeah. not be talking about, what's his name? Um, Elton Grady Harrison. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Very strong name. All right, guys. Well, one last question we have for you. Bethy090 asked, would you let your daughter go on The Bachelor? Yeah. I mean, we'd be hypocrites if we said no, right? We did it. So how would we go on and tell our kids not to do something like that? that's his answer all the time but my answer is i would let her if that was like something she was really wanting to do but i hope my child has bigger and better aspirations than me so (laughs) i hope she does something better in her life than going on bachelor yeah but obviously if they were like we want to cast her and she really wanted to go then i would support my daughter but I hope that's not her future. <laughs> Could you imagine if The Bachelor is still around and like Emmy or Carly and Evan's baby, like they go on together or I mean, could you That'd imagine? Be a hell of a story. Yeah, it'd be crazy. I mean, who knows? It's been on how many years? It's been on 20 years now, right? It's yeah. another 20. Still going strong. Yeah. <laughs> is your daughter more of a daddy's girl or a mommy's girl? Um, I'd say probably more mommy's. She like will play with me, but if like she needs something or is feeling any sort of way, I mean, mommy's who she wants. Right, so I'm not alone. That's, yeah. that's all I wanted to hear. Yeah. Emily <laughs> loves playing with me, but everything is mommy. As soon as something happens, mommy. Yeah. I don't think they become daddy's girls until they're two or three, maybe. I feel like they're still yeah. definitely attached to mommy at this age. <laughs> I kind of love it. Like, I love it when she snuggles into me. Yeah, you me. do. Like, there's no better feeling. Even if you're trying to put her down for sleep and she's like, <laughs> no. And I'm like, oh. Okay, I'll just leave it for a little bit longer. But I know you guys have a lot going on, so I don't want to keep you forever. But thank you guys so much for coming on our podcast. And Jay, thank you you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your story. I mean, you too, Tanner, but I know it's very difficult. More Jade than Tanner. Yeah, Tanner, I'm not thanking you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, though, I think that you may not realize it, but it's so helpful for other women to hear that they're not alone. And I feel like you've reached so many women who felt like maybe they had no support and now they feel support from you. And thank so, you. yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like I'm really, thank I don't you. know. Well, thank you. Yeah. I feel like for us, we had already announced our pregnancy and then lost the baby soon after. So like I don't know that it would have been a decision to be public. Like we had no choice. Like everyone knew we were pregnant. We were kind of forced into being kind of vulnerable and brave like that. But I think there's a next level when you kind of share your story on your own time and in your own terms, sure. because 
that's just very, very brave. So I just wanted to say thank you on behalf of everyone who's listening, because I'm sure that, you know, you've touched so many hearts and souls and thank you. Yeah. And you too. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, honestly, Tanner's just touched a lot of people. That's like, no, but that's like another podcast for another time for, for us to talk like about Tanner like the guys. Touching well, no, 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 no. I'm saying like the dads of the situation, because I think that there's more to the story than you guys let on. But women, we tend to be, I don't know. I just, for me, I tend to be more vulnerable and open and honest about these things. And Doug is more closed off and will just turn it into sarcasm to kind of like press the feelings away. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. You'll just let it go. But like, I know you guys have feelings too. So we'll have a second chat about this. Cause I feel like women need to hear the truth. Cause okay. It's true story. After we lost our baby, <laughs> first of all, I'm like bleeding in the lobby and Doug is working on his computer and I'm like, hello. Like, and then day two, your first day with no baby and he's at work and I'm alone on a, I came like, home early. But like the point of the matter is, is that everyone copes differently. And for me at that time, I felt like he was a complete ASS and really he was just trying to do his own thing. And like, I think that you guys do need to share your story so that women know a, that their husbands or their baby daddies aren't just jerks. B other men know that they can share their stories too, but okay. Rant over. No, No, I definitely definitely agree with that. And I feel like after what happened with us, I just kind of shoved it down because I just, Tanner didn't talk about it. So I was like, okay, well, I guess we're just, we just got to keep moving because life keeps moving. But then when we finally did become public with it, he did like get in touch with some emotions that I definitely didn't know he had. I don't even think he knew he had. And so it definitely does affect, you know, our counterparts or significant others. It's just sometimes men do have a harder time getting in touch with those emotions or finding the words to attach to that feeling. Yeah. I 100% Well, Well, there's, there's also some similarities when we went through it. That was the first time we ever had to go through something like that together, which I'm sure it was for you guys too, where yeah. you, don't, you don't necessarily speak about those situations and how you handle it until it happens. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. It's not a conversation mm-hmm. that you have. So it's really just figuring your out person as you out as you go too. Um, yeah. But anyway. We should definitely have a part two of this. We will. <laughs> yep. but- all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking the time away. I'm so thank happy you. for you. And little, I'm going to say it again, Elton Grady Harrison. I'm not going to forget his name. <laughs> Can you throw a Doug in there too or not? <laughs> no, you're, you're not part of the, the Bachelor world now. <laughs> All right, guys. Give Emmy hugs and kisses for us. And, we will. And we'll see you guys soon. All right. Thanks, guys. And well, actually, real fast before we do that, I just want to keep you forever. But I do want to say for your podcast, I love it. I personally think that it's a great angle that you guys are taking. And I love the name Mommy's Tell All. It is so cute and so catchy. So for anybody listening, if you want to have a really good podcast to listen to, I definitely recommend Mommy's Tell All. And how about for Instagram? I mean, I feel like most people probably already following you because you have millions of followers. But if they're not following you, Tanner, where can they find you? Tanner.Tolbert. Okay. And Jade? And then mine is Jade Liz Roper. Okay. Awesome. So go follow them because I love them and they're real and just genuine, as you can tell, genuine, nice people. Love them. (laughs) It was great meeting you guys. Yeah, you too, man. Yeah, it was good to meet you. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. We'll set up a play date. We'll see you in LA. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. You know, I got to say that was such a refreshing conversation. And I just love when people are able to come on and be open with their audience and open with the public. And I thought that Jamie and I had a unique story about getting together and being in the public eye as far as sharing our entire relationship. But Jamie's actually off now. 
tending to Henley, who's definitely teething now. That was a different cry, but she stepped out, and I guess Henley is more important than the podcast to her. But anyway, so thank you again so much for listening to another episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents, and make sure to check us out on Instagram at Hot Marriage Cool Parents, where you can stay up to date with all of the info on Jamie and Doug and our podcast and our family, and find some inspirational quotes. You could also follow me at, at Doug Hainer at D-O-U-G-H-E-H-N-E-R or Jamie at Jamie N. Otis. And we really do look forward to all your comments and we really do read them all. So just want to say we very much appreciate all of our listeners. We have an exciting episode next week. Never have I ever and in no way, shape or form are Jamie and I ever going to be PC. So there's definitely going to be some very interesting conversation and I'm curious to see how it goes. But thank you again for listening. Listening and goodbye.